You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. Woo! Woo! Yay! Uh, we are here to discuss episode 5 of Castle Rock, The Laughing Place, not to be confused with The Sunken Place, which is what is always in my mind when I hear that. <laughs> okay. Bit of a difference. Um, Len is indisposed currently. Um, he's adjusting to his new life down under. So today I am joined by Emma. Hi! And John. Mm. The lesser spotted John. Yeah. The How wanderer exciting. returns. The yeah. prodigal son. Well, in a way, I mean, insert any of your other ones in no, there. That's a good one, that. I like that. The yeah. prodigal son. <gasps> Why is that? Right it's a pun. Podcast to call. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Which sound I gained loads of weight, which is actually the opposite of Pod? Why would that. So, no, Podge. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't call you the no. podge. Imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, sorry. No, we're it's... equal opportunities and we do not fat shame on this podcast. So, yeah. kink shame, no. Po- um, fat shame, no. Um, so, John, you're back. How's yeah. it feel? Um, well, look, do you know what? Um, I've had a nice little break. I mean, this is episode five. We're halfway through the season, yeah. I, I suspect. Midway. I'm, I'm assuming it's ten episodes. It might not be. Um, I hope it is. It is. So turns out to be eight and I'm totally wrong. Do you know what? I've really enjoyed the start of this season. I'm glad I... you're saying that because I was going to ask you how you feel about this season overall. I think this is going to be a better season than season one comfortably. Okay. Um, my, my only, I guess the only negative that I would have is I think season one ended so badly yes. that it's turned quite a lot of people off. Yes, I would agree um, with that. Feels like it's got like um, American Horror Story vibes, where season one is a bit, eh, and then the rest of the seasons really picked it up, and it mm, kind they of find their an feet. Audience. Yeah, find their feet. Mm, yes. Critical. Yes. Okay. Um, if you had to give the first four episodes a well, blueberry overall, <laughs> well, just generally the general vibe. Average what? bloob. Average. Your bloobs. I'll out. tell you what. I'll give you. One of them is a five bloob. No, it's just, I mean, on average, not every single episode. One of them is a four bloob. Do I have to do the math? Two of them are four bloobs, actually. And okay. And one is a three bloob. Oh, you're quite so positive. It's an average four. Yeah. Which was your five bloob, John? I can't remember. Yeah, honest. they blur, don't they? Do you know they? what? I, I, maybe the first one. I mm. thought, I mean, I, t- I don't know what Gaz was on. He was so negative in that first one. He was in a proper fouler mood. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't like the Carly Simon song, Let That's the River Run. a classic song. I'd never heard it before, if you can believe that. That's all I, I, love... I ever listened to. 
It's um, quite Christian rock, I think. I yeah, think it's well, actually exactly, really yeah. Christian. That's what we all listen to. Who doesn't um, love Christian rock? Can't. Me, yeah. apparently, growing <laughs> up. Um, on the topic of blueberries, Jonas, uh, can you just give us... Well, a... Hold on, what is happening now? What? What it just is? I'm just oh, asking right. you to give the, the blueberry scale and explain name. what it is. John, whatever. Just go with it. I'm, I'm sick of people not knowing who I am on this podcast. I'm the host. Yes. Good. You're Jonas Shelby, it's fine. Mm. Oh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, oh, that's what turned it around. Um, what can you just explain to the listeners who may not be familiar oh, yeah. with the blueberry scale, how it works? Yes, so the blueberry scale uh, is a fair but firm scale. Um, you can have zero bloobs, you can have five bloobs, and all in between, but you can never have a half bloob. No, no half. So, an example of a zero bloob would be the last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And an example of a five bloob would be Joker. Okay. Um, or the first episode of this season. Um, do you want my bloob score for this? No, he doesn't count. We don't want yours. No, we do. <laughs> if you could follow on with that, that would be fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so look, you know, it's been a good season, and the one episode that I decide to join is my least favorite episode. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. So. And I know this is going to be unpopular, which is fine with That's me. That's why you're here. Yeah. Um, I felt my calling. This episode has been very well received by all critics. I suspect... Um, oh, well, I suspect... I know Len has given this a five bloob. I know he's not here, but he's given it a He's weaseled his way into the Can't podcast, even himself. though he's not here. <clears throat> Unsolicited blueberries we received from him. I'm going to give it a free bloob. Okay. And the reason I'm going to give it a free bloob is... I think the execution of the episode is fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm an expectant father. So the ending of the spoiler episode... Spoiler warning. Yeah, spoiler warning. It was limited to Patreon before, but uh, now everyone knows. Um, the ending of the episode, I teared up because of the baby. Yeah, the baby um, was cute. But Aww. I thought... Oh, hold on. But I thought the story was so obvious... Like, I could see where it was going four minutes in. Yeah, I mean, we're going to... We'll come on to this. There are certain signposts that I'll just hit you over the head or impale you through the stomach, whichever way you want to look at it. Mm. So I agree on that um, So I was really disappointed. Really disappointed. Yeah. But I've given it a free blue because I thought... So uh, forgive me for not knowing the actress's name, the young girl that plays a young... um, I'm sure Emma will look it up plays a young Annie Wilkes. She is amazing. She was really good. Um, I mean, it seems like anyone that plays Annie Wilkes is really good. It is a requirement of the role. Must mm. be quite good at acting. So that's so that was <laughs> that was good. I thought the guy that plays her dad was really good. Yeah, I think um, the characterisation of the dad will obviously come on too, but I think that was very actually very interesting. And her mother, wow. Man like yeah. Robin Vigert. Jesus, she, she was fucking fantastic. Did anyone ever watch um, Big Little Lies? No. She no. was Nicole Kidman's therapist in that. Quite a small role, but, <laughs> oh, really? but you know, it was fairly uh, yeah, fact. advanced. Um, okay, so three bluebies from john Emma, what about you? You missed last uh, episode due to tragic illness. I had what I think is commonly referred to as... Um, a hangover. Almost, Thrush. No, I wasn't hangover. <laughs> almost <laughs> deadly man flu, actually. Oh, flu. Um, it is the season. Have you had your shot? No, I have not, because I've been um, been out of work for a few weeks, so didn't get my free one, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you get a free hobo. one? What, you get a free one with work? And you get a free one 
Yeah, I've had mine. There you go. You get free. Don't worry about that. Sorry. Don't worry about why. With work. Yeah, through my job as a flu manufacturer. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah. No, I um, I have to say I felt similar about last week's episode as John does a little bit about this one. Is that I just found I felt like nothing happened, um, and I was bored. Yes. So that was the, that was the three balloob balloob three balloobs three balloob from me. Um, if you wanted to know, you didn't ask, but I'm giving. I it like anyway. no. Give me the intel. Give me the background. To how you're feeling today? Give me the story. You know, I want to. I want to know it all. Um, and now that I'm over my tragic man flu, um, A, I will go and get a flu shot. And we already B, had it now, but yeah. Um, yeah, we might get it again. Different strain. True. Uh, I love this episode. Mm. I really <laughs> loved it. I thought it was really well put together. Um, I was gripped the whole way through it. I was excited. And uh, for everybody's reference, the fantastically talented young lady who played teenage Annie is called Ruby Cruz. Oh, yeah. Hold yeah. tight, Ruby. And she There's is. There's no way that's her real name. Spectacular. Sick name. Um, she's only ever been in like three things. Um, <laughs> but she's yes. very good. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was the thing actually that really made it for me. I was more interested in the the, the backstory than I was about what was currently happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk through in more detail. Um, and I, I've been a bit torn about my score since I watched this six hours ago. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to give this a five blueberry. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> I really liked it, and I'm not being all you know. No, it's lame. fine. You can um, you can give whatever blueberry score you want mm. thank you lucy as long as it's a whole blueberry and it's between zero and five as oh, john explained, explained you know uh yeah five blues for me loved it okay wow post. so i haven't been involved in the last two episodes either not through man flu just through circumstance um and i've actually found my interest in the show has kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit oh, wow. i don't know mm. whether that's because i haven't been watching it with friends or i haven't been talking about it but i've been bored watching it um, I actually <clears throat> felt like Annie is not that interesting a protagonist. Ooh. I think Annie Wilkes of Misery is bang on and, you know, she's got a malevolence to her that mm. is very compelling. But mm. I think what we're seeing in the show with current Annie is just a woman in the grip of a mental breakdown. Yeah. I don't find it that enthralling. Um, and I think although Lizzie Kaplan's doing a good good job of the performance, it just hasn't been capturing me and a lot of the storyline. Like last week, I thought was really poor. Yeah, um, it was dull. It was yeah. really boring. Yeah, it was a bit and it was really disjointed. And I think um, Gaz gave it two blueberries. I would have done the same. But I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think, I don't, it's not really a bottleneck, I know, because obviously we've got, we do have glimpses of uh, what's happening now. Mm. But I just thought the the relationship between Annie and her parents, and some of that, although John, I think you're right, a lot of it was very predictable. Actually, the relationship with her parents was completely different to what I thought, um, which we'll get on to. But I thought it was a really strong episode. There were bits, though, you think, oh, that's literally a signpost. That's very obvious what's going to happen next. But it was all done very well. The acting was really good. um, And I'm going to give it a four bloobs. Nice. Yeah, so I think I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. Hmm. Malcolm in the middle. I mean, I'm literally in the middle. And I'm also figuratively... (laughs) Mally. Um... (laughs) Okay, so we've got our blueberry scores locked in. Now let's take a quick advert break. What's up, everybody? I am legally obliged to start all adverts with that because that's how Len does it. Mm. Um, we are here to advertise our wares. We've got a chock-a-block schedule at the moment. Yeah. Um, we are currently, well, I say we, the lads, 
with a Z. Um, John, Gaz and Len are covering Watchmen. Yeah. Where's, what's the channel called? So we are the Watchmen Watchers. Yep. Tongue Um, twister. Yep. It's been very well received. I didn't want to call it that, uh, to be honest. The show's been well received or the title of the podcast has been well received? No, the... Uh, no, the I mean, the, the show has been well received. Okay. <laughs> Both the podcast and the HBO hit show. Equally good. Um, I just I wasn't a fan of the name, but we had to do it because of the way in which iTunes picks up the title podcast. And what was it you wanted to be called, John? I can't remember now. Was it the, the, the 30 Second Men? Three no. Second Men. Why are you saying that? Three, three Minute three Men. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, if you're watching The Watchmen, then why don't you go and join The Watchmen Watchers or... <laughs> Whatever John just said. Men. So me, Gaz, and Len, uh, we uh, every week we'll trawl through, we'll compare the show to the comics to the film. It's uh, it's been a good laugh. Hmm. We've had some extremely positive comments, which uh, which is always love really, a bit of fan really nice, yeah, fan critical comeback. Yeah, don't there's we? lots of nice. puns in that. Lovely. So, you know, if you like that sort of thing, then go and listen to that. Yeah, please like, subscribe and review if you're into mm. the Watchmen. Yeah. And we're also obviously covering Castle Rock. So we've got our other channel, Castle Rock Critical. We will be covering Doctor Sleep at yeah. some point. Yay! Um, Exciting. So stay tuned for that. If you want to follow us on social media, we are available across many a platform. So Fan Critical on Facebook, uh, at okay. Fan underscore Critical on Instagram and at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter, so please give us a tweet or a gram comment or a Facebook comment. <laughs> you can comment. also email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. We love your feedback and we use it all the time in our podcasts. And we will in this. Yes, and we will. will be. Stay tuned for that also. Finally, Patreon. If you're liking what we're doing, if you want to support us, please consider donating to us there are different tiers they're all blueberry tiers so you can donate as little or as much as you like within the realms of the tiers Mm. um so if you can go to patreon forward slash fan critical and donate we are going to give a shout out to one of our lovely patreons danielle rickard she has very kindly contributed to the cause the fan critical cause and she is a big fan of castle rock she's asked for the shout out within this podcast so thank you very much danielle for your contribution cheers danielle okay danielle Hold tight. So that's it for the advert. So let's get back onto the show and get into the plot. Plot. We begin in 1994 with a young Annie in school being laughed at by the other kids. She is shown in class struggling to read Brad Rabbit. We'll come back to that. For start, it's incorrect. The way she sees the words may mean she's dyslexic. They all seem to be sort of the other way around. Um, Obviously hasn't been diagnosed. After lashing out one of the bullies, smacking her in the head with her lunchbox, Annie is forced into a meeting with the school where her parents are told she needs help. Taking drastic measures, her father takes her out of public education and decides to homeschool her instead. Once there, he tells her a story about the laughing place before showing off the start of the novel he's writing, The Ravening Angel. Mm. Mm. Thoughts on this opening? I bloody loved it. Not because she's dyslexic and got pulled out of school. <laughs> that bit where she smacks that bitch around the face with a lunchbox <clears throat> is fantastic. It felt like justice, to quote Jamie Lannister. Didn't it? She's only a kid. Yeah, but she They're was both kids. Her. What always annoys what me... Into. Like, I wish Gaz was here so I could see if this is how it actually works. You see this in films, and I think it happens in real life as well, but Gaz will have to confirm. Bullies can push a kid around, can, can make fun of a kid in front of the teacher... Um, nothing happens. The kid fights back and the kid gets in trouble. What, what, how is that relevant to Gaz? Because Gaz is a teacher. teacher. 
Oh, Jesus. Penny well, drops. You, no, but also, I mean, the kids in Australia are pushing him around, well, to be yeah. honest. Well, yeah. Oh, I want to see how he reacts yeah. and what his parents do. I think he do. does get the school bus because it's cheaper for him. <laughs> <laughs> and safer as well. He's Make not sure old he gets there all the time. Yeah. Um, so no, you enjoyed I, it? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a really interesting like uh, opening for Annie because I've never really thought about what she was like as a kid. And even the like teeny tiny Annie was good. Like mm. she mm. was, she pulled in all of that atmosphere that you want. Those kind of like half dead eyes, but slightly crazy. And <laughs> oh, I really, really liked it. I thought she was cool. Mm. So John, what did you think of the opening? Um, I didn't enjoy it. And the reason I didn't enjoy it. I mean, look, I mean, it's fine. It's just, kids are mean, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I hate bullying. Like, obviously everyone hates bullying, but you know when you see it in films, um, it's just, and there's, it's Stephen King is fucking ripe for bullying. Yeah. All the adaptations. Tickle him, tickle him, tickle him. It is, it's horrible. This is not too extreme, but it's still, it's just not nice to see, is it? It's very like, seats taken. I'm not yeah, happy that. Yeah, seats taken. Yeah. Being mean to Forrest. Gaz sits next to the driver. Yeah, Anne's a teacher as well. Bless him. Come on, sit on my lap again. They arrested him, didn't he, that driver? Anyway. No, they arrested Gaz instead. Gaz was the driver, spoiler. This is a part time job. Oh, this is really obvious, this film. Um, (laughs) So, I don't know, I just, it was difficult to watch. And look, you know, okay, it's, it feels good at smashing that kid's face in. I fucking love that, man. But kids are like that, aren't they? It, but it's the way that she did it, where the kid was like, can you read this? And it says, you're stupid or you... You're lame. Or, you're lame. And she's like, it says, ow, my face. And then fucking walloped her. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, mean? Yeah. Revenge is sweet. Well, I think, you know... She broke her nose. It was a bit out of order but at the same time (laughs) nothing's been done about this bullying and now she's the one that needs to go to special school it was interesting to see Mm. actually this this was the introduction to obviously her parents and you know we have got dirty birdie in there a few times from mum and dad sort of going on about christmas at one point yeah jiminy christmas um and talking uh, on the topic of uh Brad Rabbit, which was the kind of politically correct version of Brer Rabbit, we mentioned a few, I think it was episode two, um, about these stories. And I said that they're really disturbing stories. Um, And Len seemed to forget until I brought up the tar baby that actually they were. So I'm not surprised. I remember being read them and being like, this fucking... It's not The the rabbit is pouring boiling oil on the fox and skinning him. Why am I being read this again? Um, So I'm not surprised that they're teaching a sanitised version of it. But it was interesting that obviously that has run... that vein of uh, the old Br'er Rabbit stories has run through. My dad doesn't like it, does he? No, he doesn't like this nanny state. Mm. I really did just smack my lips then, really loud. (laughs) Um, He doesn't like it at all, and but thinks he can do better, obviously, Mm. because he's a quote-unquote writer. What do you guys think of the parents? I think we'll probably come on to it later, but in (laughs) no, but in in this first instance, it was it was interesting to see, and Annie's mum seemed to be quite. Annie? Not religious, but there was that kind of like yeah. that fervor that we see in Annie. It's almost like pious, isn't it? Yeah, Is but, yeah. I think for? pious without it really being based in any specific religion, mm. but just mm. in the the nature of good and evil cold, and right yeah. and wrong. Mom yeah, was cold. She was cold, mm. and the dad, you know, at that point, I wasn't hippie. sure. Bit of a hippie, but hey, man. we've said throughout, John. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast or not. That obviously, joy may well be the product of incest between. 
Annie's father and her. Yeah. So to see him at this, I'm kind of watching it expecting to see signs of that. I was watching for those signs. Exactly. So it was quite interesting to see that actually he wasn't the kind of dad that I was expecting at all. Not perfect in any way, but sort of had his child's best interests at heart, even if they were misguided. So I thought it was an interesting introduction Mm. to the parents. Yeah, no, I I didn't get that. I I didn't think that was going to happen. What, the incest? No. Well... Okay. Oh, I'm just saying. You're, yeah. You're entitled to your own opinion and, and you were correct. <laughs> I was, so. I mean, I was concerned because I think you see that as a trope all too often, like the trauma visited on children and women mm. and then that's uh, used as like a narrative uh, device. You want to talk about tropes? Oh, attractive blonde lady has moved into the house. Oh yeah, well. That's like, oh, you like my work, do you? Oh, fuck off. Oh, let's not skip forward Sorry, the plot. I know, I Jesus. Spoiler warning of a trope. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so we'll go back to the the plot now. Um, So as the years tick by, her mum and dad's relationship becomes more strained, only made worse when her mother learns Annie still can't read. Mm. After fighting with her father, we then jump forward to the present, where we see Joy and Abdi heading down to Jerusalem's lot. Annie hurries after her and tries to convince Joy to go home. Joy asks about her father. Annie refused to tell her anything. Mm. Annie is forced to retreat and looks back at her daughter once before drowning her sorrows at the Mellow Tiger. Yeah. Um, like firstly, Annie can read a bit, just not at, at not the correct pressure. age or under pressure. Mm. But so, I think again, we're well, talking yeah, about yeah, no, yeah, I know mom. her the mum being cold <laughs> and be. I think actually, I think the now that I think about it, the portrayal, the representation of the mum is actually quite inconsistent mm. because she seems kind of a bit not off her head, but just a bit. <laughs> unhinged really in that meeting with the teacher yeah and i think the kindest thing she can do for a child is be like you need to be able to read yeah. like that's actually a very kind thing to do it is it's just the the, the kind of the way of the act or the method of the act is yeah kind of forcing her into it in that moment but the fact that of, she's saying yeah. like you're not going to learn from just typing up your dad's book you need to actually learn so you can get on in life is yeah. is a really caring thing to do yeah. no, i don't think her intentions are necessarily in or in the bad in the in a bad place at all i think it's just the delivery is just yeah. so cold. And because Annie is so close to her dad, Carl, it just becomes a bit like... Is the mum jealous of that, though? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't care. She's just like, well, fuck that. I'm sick of their relationship. I'll, I'll split it up. But I think she knows that she's never going to go anywhere if she can't read. And I mm. think in comparison to this cold, like, sort of deranged slightly mother to actually give her that gift of we're going to get you a tutor yeah. I mean we're, I we're going ahead well, how are you going to afford this and she's like a dental hygienist and he doesn't work he does nothing Yeah, we'll just give well, it no, a full time teacher she packs onions uh, at night garlic okay. the garlic, lucrative sorry, garlic yeah. packing no uh, sometimes there's onions oh, <laughs> you've just spotted the first easter egg that I found in this episode ah uh, okay yeah yep, garlic uh, garlic packers oh. uh, yeah okay well meanwhile back in the past ha- Annie's mum hires a tutor called Rita to help her learn to read. So, bonus point, guys. Gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, very pretty lady. Can anyone tell me what other Stephen King adaptation the actress Sarah Gaydon, or Gaddon, has appeared in? Because I spotted this while I was watching it, and I thought, actually, that thing I know her from is Stephen King. Anyone? I don't know. Bueller. You're looking very concerned at me, Emma. I'm thinking. Okay. But I don't know the answer, Lucy. What is it? Okay, I'm going to try and get this right. 11, 23, 63. Right, I mean, I sort 20. of know what you're on about, but... <clears throat> they, the JFK thing. That's the Netflix uh, thing. Oh, 
Was it on Netflix? Yeah, Wait, Netflix. yeah with James Franco. She was his girlfriend. We've got to have face on so nice. I haven't seen it, but well Okay, yeah, so just a little um, same person. tidbit. Yep, yeah, same actress. Same character. Still very pretty. <laughs> Not the same. Well, oh my God, that would be, be a big Easter egg. Um, so as the days and months tick by, Annie's reading improves vastly, but Annie's dad decides to leave. Don't know if those two things are related, but we'll find <laughs> out. Um, soon after Might Annie... <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. Nothing This is to nothing do to do now. with me, so... Um, soon after Annie learns she's passed her GED and hurries to phone her father and tell him the good news. Her mum, however, is not so happy and slowly begins to sink into mental decline. Um, they're driving in her mum's car and Annie's mum locks the door and drives into the lake, attempting to kill them both. Mm. Although Annie survives, her mother does not. So what do we think about... So much happening there. I Green. know. The representation of Annie's <clears throat> parents and the relationship dynamic, including the introduction of Rita. But this this is what I wasn't happy with, because mm. as soon as Rita comes into the household, I was like, he's definitely going to try and fuck her. Mm. Well, it was only when she said she liked his book, I went, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I but understand seemed, everything she now. She like, remotely interested in him. No, she was like, you're rude. Like, when she when he asked a question stink, and then mate. spoke no, over her, Your book's she's average like, at best. let it me answer like my question. Sounds. Yeah, I don't find him... I don't understand no. why she'd be appealed to Rainbow's shit book. Mm. Just from what we've heard. It's creative, man. This bit was... It, for me, it was it, that bit about the you know your book, your work is great, and this, that, and the other was it, it was too obvious that it was signposting, even if it wasn't believable. Yeah. Mm. Um, but for me, it was so they've been to vi- visit the community college, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is where her dad went, and and Annie is basically saying, um, you know, it's, it's not bad for a community college. They even have creative writing classes, and you can see her mother just going, "You're your father, you're your father, you're yeah. your father." Mm. And then when she does this weird thing about. <clears throat> looking out over the lake and then something clicks in her, you know she's going to drive yeah. into it. Yeah. You can come out clean. That was too obvious. That's it's religious. It's like rebirth and baptism and yeah. all that shit, isn't it? Mm. Sorry. Aspects that of don't religious. mean shit as in. But yeah, that, that's stuff. All that jazz. It's yeah. pretty uh, traumatic for her. And I mean, obviously, I don't know, Emma, you'll have to clarify, but I always thought she killed her parents, Annie. She killed her father. I don't really remember there being anything about how her mother died, but it's been a long time since I've. Read okay, it, I mean, it? it may well not. Um... She may have killed herself because I think her mother was a bit loony tunes. Well, it would <laughs> it would make sense. After the funeral, we see Annie's descent to darkness take a sharp decline, despite her father returning to stay with her mm. post funeral. Um, so three months after her mother's death. Annie refuses to fill any college applications in, and generally just mopes around the house in Lazy. a montage of moping. Nice. Um, when Rita shows up with a little baby, Evangeline, and her father announces they're in a relationship together, and Annie deduces he is Evangeline's father mm. because she's good at maths, just because she can't write or read, yeah, she's good at maths. Math. Numbers are never my problem. She grabs a knife at dinner and then flees the room. Mm. Um, so we, we've we've touched on this, but did you see this coming when Rita mentioned that she liked Annie's father's book and was then shown heavily pregnant in the next scene? Yes, it was yes. the most obvious thing in the world. Oh, too the obvious. This episode, it just feels a bit lazy. Now again, the execution is fine and the acting is good, but the overall story of some attractive woman suddenly coming into your house with... Not like that. Um, and you've got a miserable fucking mother that doesn't seem interested in this creative father that she's put down constantly for being some sort of loser for packing garlic <laughs> and onions. Take a breath, man. Obviously, he's going to fuck the first attractive person that walks through the door, and he does. Calm down, so, John. But it's just too obvious. I, I mean, 
if if Gaz was here, he'd be like, "This is too on the nose," and it is too on the nose. I don't disagree. Um, it is very obvious, and the reason that I get still gave this a five is because sometimes you can forgive a bit of heavy-handed signposting if you're really enjoying something, and I did not take my eyes off the screen watching this. Absolutely fair. Um, I mean, it is heavy-handed. But would you say, I mean, John, are you, obviously that was very obviously signposted. Would Are you annoyed by the fact that Joy is this baby, this product between Rita and um, Annie's father? Do you think that's lazy or is it just the way they got there to tell us? Do you uh, think I, that's satisfying or no? No, no, I, I don't think any of it is satisfying. You're unsatisfied. If anything, the incest thing, <laughs> that would have been better. Well, it's almost more, more trauma. Yes, I mean, yeah. It's not that we awkward, want that. Isn't it? It's more like, oh, awkward. God, that's horrible. Oh, that's my dad's baby. It's more horror. <laughs> yeah. Who's it's my more dad, real horror. Well, it's dad. No, who's my dad? My dad. Or like just some random, like, let's have some. <clears throat> if she fell in love with, if Annie fell in love with the blonde woman. Or what if the blonde like, woman was a blonde man? But then her dad ended it's up never a fucking man. raping the blonde woman. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, and then she would be like, oh, why have you done that and killed her? You'd but, be like, fucking hell, this is a bit mad. Why is this happening? This is terrible. But you would never see any of that coming. Yeah, I guess it's subverting, though, that, that kind I'm of just saying, real horror. The kind of horror of, yeah, like the trauma and the incest and what you're thinking is going to happen. Like we all said, I know you didn't um, necessarily think this, John, but we all had variations <laughs> of the baby is Annie's father's baby. Mm-hmm. Really, didn't we? We we kind of I, I, went down that road. I, I went down that road. We anyway. talked about how like it could either be a you know yeah the child of incest or it, <laughs> and then Lem was like it's just someone else's baby. Mm. Not at any point did we think it would be like her half sister slash niece slash I don't, I don't know I'm just making shit up now. Yeah, her half sister. How is it her niece? Weird, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's been not, a long day. not niece ever. Yeah. Um, but I never thought it would be related to her. Mm. Yeah. That never occurred to me. Well, I thought, yeah, I mean, we, we've discussed, I thought it was possible that it was an abusive father's baby. Um, but no, it's not. But it's interesting that you're just not happy with the outcome of the baby's, well, Joy's provenance. It's not that I Joy's not. origin story. How do you feel about it, Lucy? Um, I, I think, I think why I asked you that question, John, is because that's mm. basically what I think, is that it works quite well that that is where joy comes from. And as I said, I'm, I'm glad that it's not another trauma visited upon a woman in a show I have to watch. Um, <laughs> but Preach. Yes, testify. <laughs> um, but I do think it could... I don't know how they could have got there better. Maybe over a bit more a bit more time. We still have five episodes left. Yeah. But it, I mean, when she said that she liked the book and then the next scene she was heavily pregnant, I just thought, oh, God, Too that's much. so yeah. on the nose. Yeah. Like, that's very obvious. And mm. it's not really... I haven't really seen anything like that in Castle Rock it's in lazy, this season or the previous. Very lazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so that's saying, that's the baby. Yeah, um, that's good, that. Well done. Okay, thanks. Well um, being honest. Yeah, at last. Um, <laughs> so against <laughs> the odds, Annie's father... It's interesting we never know their names. Yeah, well, he's um, he's credited as Carl. Okay. It's interesting that I never bothered to learn the name. Um, <laughs> I, I looked it up earlier. Against the odds, Annie's father finishes the book after 12 years, but dedicates it to Rita instead of Annie. Ooh. 
What a wanker. Oh, mate. What a wanker. Total prick. He refers to Rita as his laughing place. That's the kicker. That's their special thing. Rita K. Green, my laughing place, you prick. You would just... Your blood would be boiling. Um, Given the years Annie poured into helping to write and reread the book... It's a step too far for her and one that sees her push him down the stairs in a fit of rage. Unfortunately, it also kills him, impaling him on the banister. This was rough. When she tried to remove him, that but was the worst part. You should know better than this, and I'm sure she does in hindsight now she's a <sighs> nurse. In a you can't lift an adult man. Not even that. If someone's <laughs> impaled on something or someone's been stabbed, don't remove it. No. Don't Using your, your strength. I mean, he's um, dead anyway, but... But, okay, so what do you make of him going like, Don't worry... It'll be okay. And I he's thought, coughing up blood. and Because like, he feels bad because he knows that he shouldn't have bloody dedicated the book to Rita or called her his laughing place. I thought it was quite sweet. Because in a couple of scenes he's before still trying this, to comfort her. Yeah, he is. And in a couple yeah. of scenes before this, I think you... Um, and I can't remember when it happened. But um, he's talking to Rita in the garden. And Rita says, do you not think she should be, you know, maybe look at medication again? Mm. He went, if I was still on lithium, do you think I'd have finished my book? So yeah. clearly that's where he gets... Well, Annie clearly gets... Part of it from him, and yeah. part of it from her mother, mm. unfortunately, because a lot yeah. of mental illness is hereditary. Yeah. And I wonder if he's just trying to keep her calm so she doesn't go batshit fucking crazy after she's accidentally murdered her father. Mm. Well, look, I mean, there's there's, there's a conversation that that he has uh, with Annie before he leaves, where he says he's he's moving out. I mean, that is probably the best part of the episode. I mean, we haven't discussed it. But... Is it my fault? Isn't yeah. that what she said? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's that classic thing again. But, you know, that that's that's nice, that. Mm. You know, good bit Moving. of acting. Moving. <clears throat> yeah. This bit where he's like, oh, don't worry. Look, if you've been impaled by something like that, you'd be in shock. You wouldn't be talking to someone. Like, you'd be spluttering all over the place, screaming. You'd be like, fucking hell, is that my intestine? And then you'd be dead. I think like, he was thinking of her. Like, what you wouldn't seeing, be thinking, though. Is, yes, I know, again, but... It's a TV show. This is all... It's all make-believe. <laughs> Zombies aren't real. Get the potion as far as we know. me. Sorry, what? Just um, put a band-aid on it. It will be magic. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. And what's even worse is what happens afterwards. Okay, well, let's get on to it. So Rita sees the carnage and screams, prompting Annie to run after her with scissors and stab her in the stomach. Terrible. As soon as Terrible. I saw that, I was like, it's not a kill shot. Well, I knew, I knew it wasn't a kill shot. Why stab her? Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't even tie into the rest of it. Like, She's nuts. No, She's I, gone mad. It's lazy, that, though. It's because Rita's the laughing place and she's sad. But they're spending too much time creating, like, empathy for this character, for her to then stab someone to death that she thinks she's killed her in front of the baby. She's let she's let her bleed out. Like they're, they're trying to tell you that she accidentally killed her dad and then went out of her way to try and kill this woman that's done but we know wrong. we know Annie is evil, like, on no, some but, level. No, but I think that... Right, which is correct, and... If she was evil, then fine. I mean, that would still be lazy. But so what? It's Stephen King. It's horror. You're allowed to be just evil. But they're trying to establish that it's not that. And then they and then they turn around and say, is that? It's like, I actually what? think what they're trying to do is, is something a little bit more complex here. Is that So you hear Annie, and she takes this from her mother, constantly talking about you're either good or you're bad. If you're bad, you should die. If you're good, then you're good, right? Correct. And her father is constantly saying, well, all of us are a little bit of both. Yeah. No one is is that black and white. And I think what they're trying to demonstrate is that 
Annie didn't mean to kill her dad. Mm. She is trying to be, and probably is, <clears throat> and probably is inherently good. Yeah. But there is a part of her that snaps, where she is also bad, and I think that's what they're trying to show. And well, then just have to... a just have a killer dad. But they, I think they're trying to demonstrate that you know one and the other in one particular scene, in the way that she can't see it, mm. but we can. The duality of man. Thank you, Lucy. Mm. Very eloquent. I also think she was probably panicking about what Rita would do because she didn't mean to kill her dad, but her dad is currently impaled on a broken banister. Mm. So she's probably like, oh my God, Rita's going to see this. I'm going to go to jail, whatever. Right, I've got to get rid of Rita. Mm. I think that's probably more than like evil, stabby. It's it's self-preservation kicks in. Um, Mm. so yeah that's it wasn't very nice to see and I knew I thought that's not going to kill you Mm. knew that you're going to bleed out be a slow death but you won't die straight away so Annie snatches the baby child up along with the ravening angel box and it's here we see the first episode connecting up to this moment as Annie hurries down to the lake covered in blood she considers drowning baby Evangeline in the river to come out clean as previously mentioned by her mother but stops after the baby laughs and smiles at her Mm. which would stop anyone in their tracks yeah it was really cute why is the baby laughing that would never happen it's like you're covered uh, in my dad's blood (laughs) (laughs) so I mean so this this actress Ruby Cruz forgot her name for a minute um <clears throat> her eyes in this scene where she's going down towards the water swivel eyed running fuck me they were good like mm. so well done and you can see them change it's almost like you know when um is it lizards that have two eyelids they <laughs> <laughs> talk about the royal family <laughs> and the bushes yeah um when like it's almost like she blinks her eyes and she becomes a different person and yeah. that happens when you kind of switch to the baby and then you switch back to her mm. and i i just thought that ruby cruz did yeah. such an amazing lizard job <laughs> <laughs> she um, gave it her best schmeagol no look it was it was sweet mm. wasn't it it was and i think that kind of shows the bond that she now has with Joy, this sort of need to protect her because she she once wanted to kill her. She's killed both her parents, like the baby's parents. Mm. Um, Do you think so it's now we see like where it comes from? A weird sense of ownership and acceptance. It's like, oh, actually, you're not a rival for affection. You love me. Like we can have a bond. We can be together. But also, you're mine. Yeah, and obviously, I felt very much like it was kind of looking at her, going, "You're mine. You're mm. mine now. Mine, yeah. mine, mine." <laughs> Mike, Mike. Yeah, something like that. I mean, there's, there's loads of like religious um, connotations. Yeah, it's very symbolic that scene. Like, I Moses. mean, you could say that was yeah Moses with Annie Wilkes Redemption. Yeah, so the the baptism, the joint baptism, and yeah, I mean, again, it was it was sweet. It was very sweet. I mean, the baby looked a bit weird when it was laughing, but. You know, old yeah. baby. Do we think they should <laughs> Benjamin baby. Button? Do we yeah. think we should have ended there? Because I think that would have been a nice moment, but yes. it, it doesn't end there. No, I think it would have been a good ah, oh, what no. a fucking drama, and what a redemption at the end. Mm. End credits, but no, it doesn't. So, in the present, Joy reads through the Ravening Angel and sees it is mm. dedicated to Rita K. Green. Yes. After doing some cursory research on Facebook, <laughs> she finds out who she is and phones her through Facebook, which I think is a format, is like a something that happens. I'm not oh, on Facebook knows. anymore. Um, there's a lot of taking liberties with the internet in this show, I think. Well, look, if you can call via Facebook, feel free to give us a call. Yeah. Ooh, call whose, whose number is it linked to? Lens. Lens, Please call, then. Call him... 
Now, anytime, yeah, anytime, yeah, yeah. Really day or night. Um, Whatever time you are listening to this morning, podcast, GMT. record Just what she says. Um, so we see in a flashback that the scissor blow to Rita's stomach didn't actually kill her. And she then answers the phone and we cut back to Annie in the bar as Ace sits with her. Mm. Why is he turn up? Yeah. Go away, man. He's actually he annoying. He's undead. Sake. Just do something else. Such a boring undead. He's What's really he lame. Half the time? Just lurking. Oh, I'll go to the bar, shall I? What are you doing, mate? Stare at people. What are you doing here? Like, <laughs> just winds me up. No, I agree. I think needless ending. Mm, especially uh, with Ace just swarming in the background. The Ace bit I get, but like I think if you'd have put that bit of her calling Rita at any other point in an episode, like if it happened at the beginning of next episode, it'd yeah. feel mm, weird. Love that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. No, see, I don't love like that. that. Do that no. before the credits. You're yeah. like, whoa, what's yeah. going on here? You could at least... I mean, oh, I suppose could, you could do a pre-credit scene, yeah. You mm. could have ended on the... Where it zooms in on her and then she breathes. Where she yeah. on the floor. She that would have been stabbed. okay. But this, like, ace bit, I was just... It kind of drained all the... Yeah, I don't disagree. The energy and the kind of wall, like the heightened senses that we had from what we've just seen. Then yeah. it's like, oh, back to this. Because I find... I do find Annie a bit boring in her current well, she, guise. She's almost played out her character a bit, hasn't she? There's all not... she is is going, like a bit mad and that's not there doesn't seem to be any other interaction or any other level no. yeah well what did you like not kind of taking over or jumping back but like what did you think about her going into the bar in the middle of this going oh, uh, what do you want and she's like oh, vodka, vodka. it was mother's drink mm. like yeah. what did you like that Is, well mm. maybe she feels like her she's turned into or she's got the same amount of relationship with yes yeah but it's like, so what? It's a very like mother's little helper thing, isn't it? The whole, can I have a glass of vodka, please? Um, I'm nodding I'm, for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, Emery's nodding. Um, needless, though, I, I don't think we needed to see any of the current timeline. No, I agree. I think it should yeah. have been a full bottleneck, just standalone. Bottle, full bottle of... Full bottle of vodka, vodka neck. neck. Um, I, no, I agree. I, th- I think don't think we needed anything. Didn't add anything. Any of the kind of modern day stuff. Just like, who's my dad? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Right, back to the actual story. Like, it just didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Um, did you like the twist that Rita was still alive? Did you believe that she would be alive? Did you know it wasn't a kill shot like me? Yes. You knew it wasn't? Yeah, because it says that... I mean, I might be wrong here, but I always assumed that she was being hunted for killing her dad, and that was it. That's oh, the, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, did, I, yeah, I don't think it said she's killed like multiple people. It well, it just, didn't say anything. I think it just said wanted by the FBI. Really? With her mugshot, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't uh, know if it had any details. Uh, maybe I just made the connection because we talked weird. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have thought she she was dead anyway. So no, I didn't even really think about it. I think for me that the the twist of well no at the time I just thought well, fuck this is all gone mental what happens next to Annie because that for me <laughs> is the thing that interests me yeah um, but I think the thing about this this ending you forget the Annie and Ace bit but with Joy calling Rita was all of a sudden you, you when she goes who is this you suddenly realise oh, fuck it's your daughter mm. and that I thought that was really powerful and I the ravening could... angel coming back and how Rita must just be like that book's some shit fuck, yeah. so bad yeah maybe she'd forget about the book so you had that book about the the, the ravening angel no it's no. shit don't remember it no okay bye wrong person <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll try again yeah. um so that's that on the old plot anything else anyone wants to mention that I might have missed just plot wise I don't think so or any other thoughts 
No, I mean, I'm. I think I'm just a bit. I must. I must be missing something. I, I, I can't understand how people think this is the best episode of of the season. I well. didn't I say that. It's the best episode. No, I. But a lot sorry, of I, do, sorry yeah. I'm talking about like critiques. Yeah, critiques. It's a bizarre one. La uh, critique. Look, hey, look. I just think anything is better than last week, so people are kind of probably hyping up a little bit more because last week was so disappointing. Mm. And also I think, and I said this to Lucy earlier, but maybe I am more connected and more into it because I've been reading a lot of Stephen King. Yeah. So I'm in this world, I'm back in Castle Rock again, so I think mm. I find it much more exciting because that I'm having that every day. Mm. Immersed. Immersed. Obsessed. Okay, so on that immersion topic, uh, we come to our favourite segment, mainly as it signals that we're nearing the end of the podcast. Um, it's King oh, Corner. <laughs> Over to you, Miss Emma. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Creepy Carrie! Creepy Carrie! You flop! Hello, welcome back to King Corner. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I've missed about being on this pod, um, and it is the only one thing that I've missed. That soundtrack, that little uh, jingle, it's so good, isn't it? I'm innocent, Red. No, No, call Jerry! No, call Jerry! No! You're a flop! Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. It is good. Yeah, it's genius. And then he says he's edited that himself, but I think he's stolen that from someone. He's definitely stolen that from someone. And on that, just for you, John, it's the end of King Corner. Here comes the music again. Yay! Oh, I'm joking. Um, So there weren't actually that many um, Easter eggs in this episode. Eggies. I came up with a couple that weren't actually online, which were, I mean, there's slightly stretching reality here. Right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the obvious one first. So why does uh, does Annie's father calling her his number one fan Ooh. ring so true with us all, guys? Yeah, because of misery. Is that JFK mm. film again? Is it? Yeah, yeah. 11, 11, 12. It's lottery numbers for tonight. Pay attention. <laughs> oh, play that quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that is a, a call straight back to misery um, of her being Paul Sheldon's number one fan. Mr. Sheldon, f- is that how she speaks in misery? Yeah, uh, it's Buster. Buster <laughs> gets shot dead. <laughs> Poor Buster. Mr. Paul Sheldon. Oh, some some uh, spoilers for misery there. Oh, Sheriff Buster. Yeah, yeah. Poor Buster, old yeah, Buster. Yeah, sure. um, and obviously, to um, earlier in this season, um, it's been mentioned a couple of times, hasn't it? Number one fan. Yeah. 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 I was saying that and John was looking at me like I was wrong and I was like, I'm just going to keep going with it. Um, So I clearly wrote this note right at the beginning of the episode. Um, But when Rita first arrives, I thought it felt a bit like um, Johnny Smith in the dead zone when he's tutoring people. Oh, yeah. Except less. Tute on. The tutor, tutoring. Tutor, tute on. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So when Annie's mother has taken her to see the community college, she's highly un- unimpressed, and then she decides to drive the fucking car into the lake. The only <laughs> option left to her. The only option left to get them out both clean. Drowned child. Does that remind us of anything from season one, John? Yay! When the fella, the guy that was doing the stuff with that the kid bloke in the cage, from Lost, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Warden yeah. Lacey. Warden Lacey when he drives into the lake. Yeah. yeah. Decapitates himself as he Weird drives into the lake. way to do it. Really yeah. creepy. Yeah. Super, Lazy. super creepy. <laughs> um, now, I'm not going to take credit for this, and I don't think anyone here will know this, but I bet you one dollar... One Australian dollar. That's that not even a worthless. Patreon subscription. <laughs> that Len knows that this is the thing. Mm. So there is a scene where Rita is playing with baby Joy or Evangeline, whatever you want to call her. Right. Near the end of the episode, she's playing with a toy turtle, like chewing, teething toy. Mm. Now, apparently, in the world of Stephen King, yeah. the universes of both It and The Dark Tower came into existence after being vomited up by a kindly ancient turtle oh, yeah, called yeah. Maturin. The turtle, yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yes, Maturin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Len taught me about Maturin in our... Of course uh, he did. ...in our It Too uh, podcast. Now... Oh, I forget about it. You would have known this then. Yeah. Because it didn't occur to me whatsoever. I was like, so that's Maturin, just cute. Yeah, so there are, there are references to Maturin uh, in, uh, in It Too. But, I mean, he doesn't appear in, in it. Um, but the idea is mental that God is basically just a big tortoise have you ever read? Maturin. Have you ever read The Discworld? No. Yeah, I used to have a Discworld diary. All the what, the whole world's on a tortoise. On the on the shell of a tortoise that floats mm. through space. Or a turtle. I think it's a turtle. Well, a fucking yeah. similar thing, in it? Turtle, tortoise, turtle. Yeah, so it's a Terry Pratchett thing. God's a shell of a man. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that Stephen King, and I love Stephen King, and if you're listening to this, Mr King... Sir King? No. Stephen. Um, then Foreigner, for God's sake. Then I, I apologise. <laughs> um, but you definitely stole that from Terry Pratchett, didn't you? Mm. 100%. Who did it first? Probably answers, Pratchett. Answers on the postcard, <clears throat> listeners. Or, if you do know the answer and you um, can't bother to go and buy a stamp like I did to send a postcard to my grandfather today, uh, then you can email us, fancriticalpodcast <laughs> at us an gmail.com. Yeah. And send us an e-card with the answer. Mm. Um so, obvious Easter egg, moving along from the weird, <coughs> kindly ancient turtle. Maturin, yeah. Maturin. Matty. Uh, Matty. We hear a lot of typewriting here, and uh, Annie's dad, who I only know from research earlier around the Easter eggs, his name is Carl, allegedly. Carl. Um, what what famous Stephen King writer might he be like, not only for the typewriter, but because of his lack of ability to finish a book... And not fuck up his kid. Yes, Mr. Torrance mm. himself. You're lucky Len's not here because he literally hates and has banned yeah, he's Shining. Yeah, no more Shining references. Yeah. Len's he not hosting this podcast. No more Shining references that reference Jack Torrance. Yeah. So yeah, you've got away I'm with that one. I'm not referencing croquet or a mallet or an axe. But writing. <clears throat> I'm referencing the fact that... He'd have an axe. He couldn't right. finish... The reason... <laughs> yeah. Really can't finish is he's packing too many onions of an evening. Yeah. Garlic. Yeah, it's garlic. Yeah, Jack Torrance can't finish his book either, happens. and he thinks that the Overlook Hotel will help him finish his masterpiece. And actually, mm. he's just a fucking nut job, and he's fucking around screwing up his kid. Yeah, very understandable. Yeah, I mean, we are go- of ghost did it illness. too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said ghost as in like Game of Thrones ghost. I was like, we've Come got it. Come here, lad. Come here, lad. Type this book. Um, no, I just, <laughs> I just meant. <laughs> you know, the ghosts have an impact on Jack Torrance's Yeah, no, I behavior. know. I know. not just nuts. I know. Oh, um, I my homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only other reference um, officially for this episode from, oh. from my research is, fish? Uh, <laughs> is <laughs> the fishing, no, sorry, the laughing place. Yeah. Um, it, not only is it from... Br'er Rabbit. Annie. 
Brad Rabbit. Brad Rabbit as well. Brad Rabbit. Fucking Brad Rabbit. That's very American. Fuck off, Brad mm. Rabbit. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but it's also, um, and I forgot this, but apparently um, it is sometimes it's said to refer to where she stashes her murder victims as well as her own kind of sanctum of sanity, so That's to speak. That's creepy. Mm. Isn't it just? I call it the laughing the place. The laughing Ooh. place. Um, <laughs> and it, it, I know I've stretched some of those a little bit, but uh, that is it for King Corner for this All week. Right. Well, thank anything, you for that, Anything you guys spotted that I missed? No, only well, my one more. about the cast member mm. being in a previous adaptation. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I like that one. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Thank you for that, Emma. That was very enlightening. You're welcome. Stretched credibility a bit, but you know, that's Stephen King. Hey, um, look, you know, turtles. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> What's his name from Needful Things? Yeah. The Devil. Um, okay, so Leland Gaunt, that's Leland. the boy. Um, so it's time for some fan feedback. Yay. Always Yay. a fun segment. Um, so the first one we're going to read is from Shane. Hello, Shane. Hi, you emailed Shane. in before, Hi, previously. Um, was in Boy Zone. Yep, Shane Lynch. Um, hi, it's not Shane Lynch. Well, it might be, but I, oh, it could be. I don't think it is. Um, so Shane says, hi, guys. I hope you watched Angel Heart. I admit I didn't. Has anyone seen it? John, no. have you seen it? No, come on. It's like a voodoo Louisiana yeah. film. It's, yeah. on, it's on my list. It's got Robert De Niro in it. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a watch. Um, no. And as Shane says, I forgot to mention there's a sexy Lisa Bonet in that movie too. So oh. now I'll definitely have to watch it. Yes, please. Um, Maybe not. <laughs> but in, re- in regards to episode four, I was hoping to hear someone mention the reflection in the TV when Ace turns it off. I really think it's a different face looking back at him. Am I wrong, Mr. Barlow, maybe? Or maybe I'm just blind and I wanted to see something that wasn't there. Cheers. Oh, I'll have to watch that back. Yes, me yeah. too. What I will say is that there is a moment where you see his reflection. I, I thought it was a mirror, not a TV. And I was like, oh, is he actually going to have a reflection? Because is he a vampire? Mm. But he did have a reflection. But I didn't really catch his face. Maybe it was distorted. No, I might have to watch that again, actually. And Emma, who is Mr. Barlow? Oh, good question. Uh, so in Salem's Lot, you have... Um, Mr. Barlow, which is the vampire. Okay. And, I thought his name was uh, Hubie. No, that's the serial killer. Oh, so when they take over Salem's Lot, when they take over the Marston house, it's Barlow, who is the vampire that's been around for years and years. Oh. And Barlow. Yeah. Gary Barlow, I was thinking. Right? Gary Barlow. It's <laughs> my go-to. It's Deirdre Barlow. Shane versus Gary. Um, and Straker is his uh, little human familiar. Oh, um, I know. I think. Eats the bugs and that, like in um, Dracula. Okay, well, interesting. We'll, uh, we that. will try and thanks. Yeah. No, I mean Dracula. Oh yeah. Um, we'll try and rewatch that, Shane, because I think that's a good point, and that would be a creepy <clears throat> little kind of house on haunted hill type thing where you, mm. there's something. Is it there? Is it not there? Do you what? know what? I'll do it later. I've got some housework to do, but I'll do it later. Stick it on. Okay, well, we've got um, next email. It's from Tara, and she says, "I have never read Misery, so I don't know much about her." I don't know how much of her mental health is defined. In the original movie, I feel they portrayed her as being bipolar. She has manic and depressive episodes. Mm. She makes a comment about the rain making her sad. 
In the show, it really feels like she's a paranoid schizophrenic with audiovisual hallucinations. And while she says she doesn't want to be treated because she couldn't be a nurse anymore, obviously not true since she's using an alias, she seems to unexpectedly understand she has these visions. I was curious if anyone has any insights on her deeper mental health. Mm. So Tara's Tom, very reader, right there. Good book reader, Emma. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, for, from, from book reading and, and, and general kind of interest in, in, in these areas, you're right, Tara, that she is much, much more manic depressive or bipolar as Annie Wilkes in the book and in the film. Mm. This is 100% something along the lines of schizophrenia or personality disorder. Mm. Um, it is actually not as uncommon as you would expect, I think, for people with something like hallucinations to realise that they have them mm. <clears throat> in their moments of sanity, but they don't know that they're having them at the time. Okay, so I they think, can I think look back really and well played. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they've chosen to do that. I think it's more horror or horror tropish or horrific um, for her to hallucinate because it fits with the storyline. Mm, yeah. And I suppose it feeds into the fact that she's killed someone that she's now seeing. So yes. she's now is she, did she imagine killing him? And she's it adds like another level of paranoia to what yeah. she's already experiencing. And from a show perspective, it adds a level of doubt for us. It does. Um, well, this episode is almost humanized her condition yeah yeah and gives you a bit of background to it and where mm. it may have stemmed from with her parents yeah yeah 100%. Um, well so, lithium is very often used to treat um much more severe mental health issues like schizophrenia or personality disorders there you go well so, there you go tara there's a bit of background for our resident expert um, anyway she's she goes on to say i also have a thought on the ghost in the hat like the sequel to the cat in the hat um is it possible he's a fictional character yes the cat in the hat like something out of a book she read just looking at how obsessed she was with misery with a different mental illness is it possible she just sees him because she was obsessed with his story now tara i thought about your uh your question and I i like what you're saying and i think that when we see the figure, what we now know, well, what I now believe, is that that's her father because I mean, it looks like actor. the father. Yes, definitely. Is and actor. but the outfit that he's wearing is he play? Is he representing Amish. the character that he yes. wrote? Mm. Preacher Mr. Jack, or whatever his name Pre- was. Yeah. Preacher Jack. Whatever he is. What was yeah. the word? That's what I thought of it. Preston is that Jack. she Prester? Mm. She's now kind of combined the two. Again, we've got that duality yeah. of her father that she killed oh, and the character know. in the book together so i think you're right in one way tara that i do think it's a fictional character but it's also mm. represented by her father and who she killed yeah that i hadn't thought of that that's genius Liz. i am a genius it's very well, good done. that thanks you know, sometimes this podcast is like dross birth. yeah so well you know, organic. find out soon enough um Last, or actually not last, penultimate comment is from Elizabeth. The overall thought I came out after watching this episode was how Annie inadvertently let loose a force from the past. Now, I was past this feedback. I don't know if this is from last episode or this episode. I can only assume last last episode. episode. John, what do you think? Has she inadvertently left loose a force from the past? Um, well, no, to be honest. Like... I think, I think it's clear now based on this episode that mm. the, the only question that I would still ask is, are, are we convinced that she is having episodes or are we now crossing into a thing where this thing that she's been stalked by, which is definitely a dad in, you know, some sort of Amish dress, <laughs> um, 
is that a real thing? Is he actually now some sort of monster thing? Has he returned as well? Um, I still think that it's the uh, the visions, but the fact that they're mixing with the, what she really sees with Ace is just making it more terrifying. Yeah. Um, I also think you could take Elizabeth's comment a different way. And has she unleashed a, a force from the past by the fact that she's plummeted Ace into this sort of coven mm. where now they're reproducing, respawning dead bodies so i suppose you could say that okay that yeah, could sorry, be from yeah. the past no i mean um, he's obviously i think she's referring to episode four yeah, but on is. a wider scale you know she has really because she's she's tipped uh, old ace into this den of respawning and now look what's <laughs> happened she in, a, in inadvertently did that well it's very yeah. kind of indiana jones the mummy-esque isn't it you know you open up something and, and some real evil comes out of it mm. and or <laughs> box don't put that on the poster Taylor's old as time. Well, thanks for that, Elizabeth. Um, Last one is from Laura. And she says, only halfway through the pod, but have to say, policeman who plays a policeman in everything is the pilot in Lost. And... Well done, Laura. Did you also know he's Bezzy mates with J.J. Abrams? Well, that would make sense as to why he's been shoehorned into this. Yeah. I, I do remember, remember him from Heroes. Yeah, yeah, Matt. He's mates with J.J. Well, there yeah. you go. He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, that's Guaranteed a... Guaranteed work. Well, yeah. J.J. Abrams never stops working, so yeah. yeah. Crowbar him in as a cop, wherever possible. Um, He's a stormtrooper. Anything. Is he? In a uniform. Ooh, we all love a man in uniform, apart from him. Um, Well, that's it. Well, you know. Oh, rough. Having a go. Oh, for Bill Skarsgård. Um, well, that's it for this <laughs> edition. Thank you to everyone who writes in with their thoughts. We really appreciate it and we love reading your input and discussing it. And we hope, fun, you, Yeah, I love it. I mm. hope you enjoy hearing us and our interpretation of your words and our responses. Mm. Um, so I want to say thank you to Emma. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Yes, yes, thank me. Um, and thank you, John, for returning from the cold. Yeah, I mean... How was it for you? Going to be back next week? Uh, no. Wouldn't have no, thought so. I no, I won't be back <laughs> Well, after week. this, wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, no. Uh, she was wearing a white chiffon. Um, no, so I think I'll try and make the finale. Oh, fair weather fan. I just think... Only if, if for the final... Is, that's like, no, do you know, it's too close to, you know, life events. I, I will make one more appearance. Okay. Um, in, and I'll dress as, you know. Preacher Jack. What's yeah. his name? Preger. Preston. Preston Jack. I yeah. can't get that word I in my head. I think that maybe this is a mistype by Annie and it should be Pastor Jack. Yeah. Preston's yeah. probably some, like, you know, like Brad Rabbit, Br'er Rabbit. Preston's probably some stupid <clears throat> original way of saying Pastor. Wow. Fucking stupid wacky. original way. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and a bit of a change of pace from Len. Mm. A bit less slick, probably, but thank you all for listening. Mm. Until next time, good night and good luck out there. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.